Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 137 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Matriarchs with Sleep from their upcoming record, Year of the Rat, which uh, will see the light of day on October 16th, courtesy of Upstate Records. You know Upstate Records. We've done a lot of episodes uh, with Upstate bands, but it's been a while. So it's I'm, I'm, I'm glad to say that this is yet again an Upstate Records-focused uh, episode. 
Matriarchs actually just released a, a video for sleep, so you should go check that out when you got the time. You know what? Make time for it. How about that? Um, make time for anything on Upstate Records. Because you're going to do that with this episode. Um, this episode, I got an interview with Cameron Ross from These Streets. And uh, we talk about their new their new album, Expect the Worst EP album, whatever it's called. You know what I mean. And uh, and a whole lot more. So uh, let's, let's just go into the whole thing. All right? How about that? Let's not waste any more time here. Let's not waste any more time about talking about wasting any more time. Let's just go ahead and move forward. Okay, how about we do that? All right, let's go. Come on. I started doing a podcast I thought I found my calling But there's something more There's a little something more I think I can reach into I got a little more in me I need to get it out Just like the podcast It's Getting It Out rap song From the Getting It Out podcast And it feels powerful I think you feel it too I think you feel it too But there's certain things that need to be said Because I was thinking about it a lot lately What exactly was I was thinking about? I'll have to break it down here Just a little bit for you I was sitting at home trying to relax When I realized a podcast needs a rap It sound way better with they thought back But I gotta spit quick on these Amish cats For big horns of shit on rumble strips Zep sits back with a hundred kids But I know how shallow that gene pool is So what did he do with his cripple kin? How do you tell the time at night When the sun don't shine on the dial bright While Bon Scott's lives the hard rock life Singing on the streets underneath the lights I got grocery lists of shit I don't like Gonna run them by old Mike on ice And like cops step a day with the butt drug tips This podcast will flip your lids so that's what I sing about on the song for the podcast. It's getting it Goodness gracious, can you believe that that was the intro to this podcast for like a hundred straight fucking episodes was me rapping like that? Um, <laughs> I can't believe that I did that and I'm really proud of myself for doing that because it's so stupid that uh, it was it was such a good idea and maybe I just needed a break for it because now I'm charmed by myself again. Um, I, <laughs> I I think that was a very brave, you know, that was, people, people say, uh, you know, like going out in public uh, these days is brave. Well, I think uh, putting out a a very good rap song like that is brave. And I'm, you know, I don't I don't mean to pat myself out on the back uh, too much. I do it, but you know, it, all right, this is pretty awesome. I'm I'm really good at rapping. We all know that. Anyway, that one, uh, that special shout out to to Mario at Upstate. That one's for you, buddy. Have you dust that one off for you. All right, maybe it needs to come back. No, I, it probably shouldn't. But you know what? It, 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 fuck it. It's going on this episode. All right. So uh, how about that? A, a, a brief reappearance of the Getting It Out rap song. Um, anyway, what's more ridiculous than that? Lots of things. One of the things I was, <laughs> I noticed this earlier. My wife and I were out at a, we did, we did it. We, we doubled up. We went to Home Depot and Lowe's in one evening. And I know that sounds like a joke from like, uh, what's, the, what's, what's that it's a movie with Will Ferrell where he's like, oh, it's a crazy weekend. We're going to Home Depot. Well, that's literally what we did. We went to Home Depot and Lowe's because we had a little free time. Now, that's domestication and it's fun. All right. We got stuff to do. Leave us alone. Um, and while, while we were out, I noticed uh, this, this woman who was helping us with something. And she was very helpful. Although she was a little, little bitchy, but she was all right. She was pretty helpful. And, uh, and well, first of all, I'm way too critical. I'm way too critical of anybody working at these stores. I, I hold them to an impossibly high standard. So there's no way that they can live up to it. I don't know why I act like I'm in some, uh, so, you know, I act like I'm in some bougie boutique when it's it's fucking Home Depot and Lowe's, right? I need to I need to lower the fucking bar if we're being honest. But I don't. I keep it pretty high. I keep it high for my home improvement stores. So we're in there, and this woman's helping us. We're talking about countertops. We're talking about granite. We're talking about quartz. We're talking. We're just talking about stuff, right? Stuff that needs done. And uh, she's a bigger lady, and that's fine. No problem there. Everybody's wearing these masks. Uh, that's just part of part of life now. And uh, she's making sure to get the straw of her giant drink up in there so she can drink out of her giant drink 
with the straw through a mask, which I, I don't even have a problem with that. My problem is the size of this drink. Now I understand it was just a water, but um, I, well, at least that's just what it looks like to me. It could have been a whole thing full of fucking vodka for all I know, but it was a clear, clear purple, uh, you know, barrel basically. And that's my thing. Why do people have these giant drinks? And why does it always seem like overweight people got these giant drinks? I don't get that. Even if it's just water. It's not about what's in the drink. It's just the fact that you have these giant drinks. These little thermoses with handles. Your thermos shouldn't have to have a handle. Alright? I'm going to put that out there right now. That's a that's a thing. Like I used to say, um, I don't, I don't, if you've ever ordered an extra large Diet Coke, I don't need your opinion on anything. Same goes for uh, a bottle of water with a handle on it. If you need a bottle of water with a handle on it, um, either you're one of those weirdo gym bros. You ever see the guys at the gym with a bottle with a gallon jug of water, and then they put a little jacket around the <laughs> around their gallon of water? That's funny too. That's just the same thing. It's the same thing. Let's relax with these giant bottles of water. <laughs> you can get another one. You can just have two. We don't need to just all I'll be in one. This is ridiculous. Anyway, that's that's it. That's my whole thought. Well, I don't know why fat people have to have big drinks. That's <laughs> that's my whole that's that's where I'm going deep this week. Uh, fat people don't need to have fat drinks. You can just have small drinks like the rest of us. It's it's a problem. I mean, for me, not for you. This for me. Visually, visually, it's a thing. Anyway, um, as I said, this week I have Cam from these streets. I called called him Cameron earlier. I called him Cam now. See how I switched it up on you? It's like I know the guy. Don't really know the guy, but he was pleasant enough to do this interview with me. So I'm happy to air it for you now. If you haven't heard their record, expect the worst. You should. Uh, but but good news for you, I'm going to play a song for them. In fact, I'll do that right now. This one's called Stay Awake. It's off of that EP, and uh, you're going to like it. And then you're going to listen to our interview. And then we're going to play another song, and you're going to like that. And then that's it. All right? So let's keep going. So what's up, man? How you doing? I'm chilling, man. I'm just uh, currently packing up my entire life because I moved tomorrow. But other than that, I'm hanging out. Oh, shit. Are you, are you moving far? Nah, I'm just moving across my town. Well, that's, not, that's not too bad, then. That's, uh, you're, you're out in California, right? Yes, sir. What's, uh... So, it's, so, wait, you're like three hours difference from me. So, you're like 5 p.m., right? 
Yeah, it's uh, roughly 505 right now. Nice. All right. Now that we got time zone figured out, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> so what do, you, what do you prefer to go by? Cam, Cameron? What's, what am I calling you here? Dude, whatever works for you, bro. Whatever works for I me. Really have a preference. Yeah, All right. I don't really have a preference on my name. You can call me Cam. You can call me Cameron. You can call me dumbass. I don't know. <laughs> All right, dumbass. Let's get into it then. Perfect. <laughs> no, so... Uh, so um, well, fuck. Mario reached out to me quite a while ago, and he was excited about uh, about bringing you guys on to Upstate. So uh, I wanted to do this earlier, but we're just now getting around to it, which is all right because your record's still not coming out for a little bit, right? Yep, we got like uh, I think three weeks, been... two weeks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, twenty first I think is your date, and it's the seventh. Well, this yeah, whatever. Fuck it. No, that sounds right. Yeah. So um so I don't I don't know where we want to get started on this thing but uh but but the the easy and obvious obvious way to go is uh is where do you, how did you get involved in all of this from the beginning like like what was what was your introduction to this type of music Oh man um there was I had a friend uh, his name was Jordan I grew up with him and um, I don't know exactly where this fits on the timeline, whether it was like 2007 yeah. or like 2008, but he took me to go see a show at a fucking Hot Topic. Back when Hot Topic used to do shit like that. It's Hot Topic has uh, shows? What the? They had shows at Hot Topic? Yeah, at one point in time. It was like an actual thing. Um, and it was this band, Rise of Caligula, um, which oddly enough, the two main members of that band went on to make a band called Death Heaven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they like, it was like this really crazy grind band. And I don't know. I just like fell in love with aggressive music. And, uh, I had a short stint just like in like really shitty, like metalcore. Yeah. And, um, like lame metalcore. And then my homie <laughs> handed me like a hood CD and was like, yo, listen to this shit. And then I was obsessed with hardcore from then on. That's funny. First of all, a couple funny things there is like hot. To- I never, I've never heard of Hot Topic doing shows ever. I never, I mean, you know, we have Hot Topic over here too in the East Coast. I'm in Pennsylvania, but uh, but I never heard of them doing shows. But like, I used to buy a lot of cool hardcore related shit at Hot Topic. Even like, I remember that's where I bought the bought like Terror Lowest of the Low right when it came out. I remember buying it in a Hot Topic. You know, I remember buying Shy Hello yeah. CDs in a Hot Topic. Like so, like it was a it was actually a place where you could find some cool shit. No idea they did shows though. But uh, w- like when when you're saying like you're into like really bad metalcore, what what's the really bad like what's an example of a really bad metalcore? Just out of curiosity. Well, it was like scene music. Like uh, like I got into like a day to remember. I still fuck with a day to remember. Do not get me wrong. <laughs> um, that's an incredible band. But um, you know, it's just like a slippery slope when it gets to that. I tried everything out, dude. Like I. <clears throat> I like really bad MySpace, like grindcore, like really super duper scene era deathcore, like Knights of the Abyss, shit like that. That's you where know? I'm. That's where I'm a little bit like. Uh, all right, so I'm clearly a little bit older than you, but uh, how old are you now? I'm 25. All right, so I'm 35. So I'm 10 years older. So so I got in before you, and I'm very thankful because I would have been right there with you. Like, I, like yeah. don't get me wrong. I was into some bar- embarrassing shit too. But like, you know, whatever. I embrace it all now. I don't give a fuck. But, uh, but, but I'm I'm glad I missed like the I barely missed like the scene thing. Like there was a the period like you know people were wearing girls clothing and shit, which is whatever. Do whatever the fuck you want. But I'm like glad I never got into it. Like I don't have those embarrassing pictures floating around to me. And that's that's what's most important. <laughs> I think the beauty of it is that back then I was like. I didn't give a shit about having a cell phone or keeping, you know, keeping anybody up to date with my life. Yeah. So there technically, like, is like very few pictures that even exist at that point. I just didn't give a shit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's what got me into it. And then from there, I started going to all the local shows in my area. And my area had like a big, big, big hardcore scene around that time. Um, and it was just it's popping. I loved it. Who was who was the big local band then? Oh man, no one really notable, man. Like, <clears throat> I think 
there's very few export bands from my city. Like, there's no bands who really made it out. Sure. Uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of successful musicians who made it out. Like my boy uh, Alex plays drums for Trivium and shit. That's pretty big. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, there was a band called Recognize that was a pretty big deal on the internet. Man, I feel like did, uh, did they spell that weird? Did they spell it with like a W? No, nah, they didn't spell it weird, but it was, it was recognized, and they had like three fucking guitars for no reason. <laughs> I think they would they they were involved with the "Isn't Anyone Up" thing. And it was just like like a joke thing, like a blow because yeah. it was like half bad, but people kind of took it seriously, right? But I mean, everyone here took it seriously because it was like the big band. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's no real notable bands from my area, per se. Um, what is the Bay Area? What you is know? your area? What, like, what, what, what's the town called? What, I'm, 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 I'm from a city called Modesto, but that's located in uh, the Central Valley of California, which is about an hour south of Sacramento and about an hour east of the Bay Area. So we're just, like, smack dab, literally dead center in California. So you mentioned, like, like uh, hoods. So I mean I know Hoods is basically from Sacramento, right? Could could they have been loosely considered a local band? Yeah, totally. I mean I've always been been able to see Hoods, you know, and it was always a good time seeing Hoods. I used to travel to see Hoods, so I would say that, yeah. There you go. There's there's one that people know. I mean, it was always fun when Hoods came out here because they didn't do it often. Although they did did compared to most California bands, but. Hoods is a band that, that that was always that always had that fun reputation, and everybody made sure to go see Hoods. Hoods in the Woods is a classic yeah. show around here. Um, yeah. But so so when did you when did you start playing music? How did you get involved with actually being being a part of it? Like um, honestly, right from the jump. Yeah. Like I already played guitar, and like as soon as I was like fourteen, I had my first band. What was that band called? Oh, I'm not gonna get into that. Oh, come on! What was it called? Just no, tell me. Not just, doing it. Just the name. That's all we need. No, nope. because <laughs> it's probably somewhere up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. So, were you were you playing like were you playing straight up hardcore by then, or were you doing just some scene music? Or uh, it was just it wasn't scene music. It didn't have like synths or singing or anything like that. Yeah, but it wasn't good. <laughs> uh, it was just like metalcore. That's everybody. Everybody has that band. I feel like everybody's got that band in their history. So that's all right. You don't need this. You don't need to name it, but it's all right. It's it's funny because you you know everyone had the metalcore band. You know it's 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 kind of hard writing good songs with such intricate parts, and then you just figure out hardcore exists. You're like, fuck! I only have to be good at my instrument. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know? it's easy. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. And it, but it, but it's true. It's, that's but that's the fucking that was like you know supposedly the original draw for a lot of people is that you don't have to be good at this shit. You just have to do a, do it with a with a I don't know a, a, a passion. I don't even know if passion is the word. You just do it angrily. You just, just, just got to have like some conviction to it. You know? That's what I meant. Yeah, conviction. There you go. And uh, it's funny because like my favorite type of hardcore is like your Neanderthal knuckle dragger toxic masculinity beatdown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that shit fucking gets my rocks off. What's the best one? Who's the, who's the top? Who's the top tier for you? Oh, there's so many. Yeah, I know, but Laid there's got to rest, be. Laid to rest. All right. Laid to rest is just like, man. It makes me want to fight my mom for some reason. I don't think like I, I, I definitely know. I definitely know Laid to Rest, but I'm not as familiar with them as I probably should be because I can't think of a Laid to Rest song. Like because because I I I I like that music. Don't love it. There's some bands that I do love, like Stout. Stout is one of my all time favorite hardcore bands. Stout dumb hard. And and Stout, I used to well, I used to share a band member with Stout. But I used to see Stout so much, and I love Stout. That that's that's about as hard as you get, but. But yeah, so you know, fucking. But like, I mean, a lot of Baltimore stuff for me. Next step up. But that, I don't know. I don't know if that's that's that that dumb hard stuff like that. But yeah. But I but I hear you. I hear you. I'll take laid to rest. That's like a that's that's like a current band. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm really going back in the day, like on a warpath. Yeah. You know, like shit like that. They literally like on a warpath. Literally said they got a machete in my hand. I'm gonna cut your fucking head off. Like that <laughs> shit is fucking so good to me. <laughs> you know yeah yeah and that but so did you so uh, but you don't do that with these streets though that's not that's not that so so you you gotta just you just gotta have an appreciation i suppose 
Yeah, I mean, there are some baggy B Street songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, uh, for sure. But It's funny because, like, uh, funny story about that. Uh, on our last record, the first song, there's gunshots. And uh, <laughs> my engineer freaked out because I literally brought a gun to the studio <laughs> for that exact purpose. It was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, who are you? And did he let you, is it, is it, re, is it you shooting in the studio? Is that was recorded? Oh, no, you can't really shoot inside of a studio. I just did it to scare him. Oh, wow. You should have shot him on record. And that would that would have been, that would have been top tier. Nobody could beat it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, so when, when did you, when did you actually start, uh, start these streets? 2013. Okay. Seven years ago ish. Yeah, man. Was that coming off? Was that coming off of another band, or was this just? Yeah, yeah. Um, we had we had another band before this. Uh, it was called Oddly Enough Revulsion. There's another band called Revulsion now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was called Revulsion, and it was like like just a balda. It was like kind of deathcorey, but more towards the realm of hardcore. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, funny. Uh, I, I think it's funny with a band like Zabalba, where people are like they don't consider it metalcore, even though it's it's totally metal and hardcore combined. But it's just not. It's like on the other side, so it's not considered that. It's a it's just a weird fucking thing. I mean, I get it. It's, it's like taken way more seriously than what you would call a deathcore band. Yeah, you know, because it's yeah. core, cause it's core dudes playing it. I mean, it's, honestly, Zabalba's like a bunch of metal dudes. You know, there's some, there's hardcore dudes in it, but it's, I mean, it's a metal band, right? You know. Um, <laughs> But I mean, even fucking some of our favorite metal bands have mosh parts in it. Hardcore, I, I, I don't know. People get weird about genre titles. Yeah, for right? sure. The way I look at it is like, you could be a hardcore band but not play quote unquote hardcore music. It's just the culture. Yeah, like know? All Out War, Ringworm. Yeah, it's two very yeah. classic examples. Yeah, I could beat someone out to Pantera. No one calls that a hardcore band, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but at one point, Sworn Enemy played the Domination Breakdown like every one of their sets. So they kind of, you know, or they're kind of in. But if I saw an actual Pantera live, some racist dude's catching a hot spin kick. I swear <laughs> to God. Yeah, this, they're going to be there. You know that for sure. And they'll be easy to spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you start these streets in 2013. You've done, you did, you've done a couple records since then. Um I think the first time that I remember hearing about you guys is when you had a release on Fast Break. And uh, what, yeah. what, what was that? Uh, that was our record, Clockwise. It was like our debut, quote-unquote, full length. Yeah. We just slapped five new songs with re-recordings of an old, a couple re-recordings and then a joke song at the end of it and called it a full length. <laughs> <laughs> And that worked and you, have have you guys been, have you been, have you been going, I don't think you, I feel like you were here, you were going for a little while and then you dropped off, but is that just me not paying enough attention or was there some kind of lull in these streets? Yeah, there was a lull. Um, I was, I played for another band called Lionheart. Okay. Yeah. And that took up a lot of my time. What'd you do in Lionheart? Because I was, I played guitar. Okay. But yeah, that was taking up a lot of my time. And then in 2016, we kind of just took it easy. Had a lot of personal things going on. And just, I didn't really give a shit about like throwing money out of a 15 passenger window that year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there was a little, I mean, we, we could, we consistently drop content and music. We just didn't tour. Right. Right. Well, and Lionheart was a lot of touring with that band, right? I feel like they did the same thing though. I feel like they came and went. Or you yeah, guys came in. Lionheart's kind of an enigma. Um, they were very popular, you know, late 2000s. And then they kind of had their own role. And that's because, like, the thing of Rob was doing his own thing, going to school and shit. Yeah. And then they came back as, like, the Metallica of Europe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. They're bigger, right? Like, I, I, I've seen them out here a few times because I, I, I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is right near Reading. So, like, you know, Tsunami Fest and, you know, this this area is very totally. this area is very kind to, to Lionheart, I think. With, uh, you know, it's Pennsylvania in general, the affiliation through Fast Break and all that shit. Um, so, so I feel like they get a lot of love here, but, it's, but it also seems like they get way more over, you know, overseas. But I don't fucking know what's happening over there. It's just what I see on the internet. 
Yeah, uh, this is kind of like a, a a really. I mean, there's a huge difference between like European hardcore and American hardcore. Oh yeah. Um, it's not clicky at all over there. Right. There's no like, quote unquote, new jacks or like. There's none of that weird uh, gatekeeping. You know. That sounds way better. It's 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 yeah it's it's. They just fucking go. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, it's not just, and it's not just hardcore kids at the shows. It's just people walking by who have nothing to do on a Friday night, you know? Yeah. Concert goers. And if you're a good band, if you play well, and you tour consistently over there, there's no reason why they won't like you, you know? Right. But over here, it's more of like, who do you know? Who, who's, you know, like what tastemaker recommended you? Kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's bullshit over here. And like, and I, and I think it's I don't know. It's uh, you know, you you can ask any band, and I'm glad you're you're saying this because I've heard every band, every band says the exact same thing. And you know, even the even the European bands I talk to, and not even not even just hardcore bands, because I do, I get I do a lot of uh, well, it's all pretty much underground music here on this podcast, but I do a lot of different uh, subgenres. You know, whether it's just like death metal or hardcore or you know whatever thrash i don't know i do a lot of weird shit um but everybody even the europeans say the same thing it's just like it's it's so much better in europe for any kind of music just to play over there tour tour that much you know bigger audience than to come over here and deal with us assholes we just seem like dickheads and i don't really get it yeah i mean it's it's whatever i mean hardcore is just one of those genres where it's just honestly up to your perspective on it um it's like welcome to hardcore here's what it is and here's the door you know right yeah and every scene is super different and that's the beauty of it like i you know there's i came from a super violent scene very violent like ignorant like weapons you know what i mean yeah (laughs) and you know i go to like another scene and you'll play somewhere else and you can just tell it's like exactly different and like your shit's not going to fly there and it's not that it's bad or it's good it's just everyone's got their own fucking politics and over in Europe there's just like no politics no one worries about um, anyone's opinion and there's so much buy into it over there that that's why bands like Lionheart go over there and can have a tour bus yeah and be treated as just a musician, not a hardcore dude or an internet persona. There's no vanity to it over there. It's just like, oh, you're here to play a show? Thank you. <laughs> it's you, as simple you know as that, I mean? as like, it should be, yeah. I'm going to buy your merch and support you. Thanks for coming. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 I don't know. There's no crossed arms over there. And... That's why it's so big. That's why it can thrive the way it does. That's why bands can actually have a shallow inside of a venue over there. That's and, that's great. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they can do it somewhere. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear people talk about the frustrations about the hardcore scene all the time, and it's like there's nothing you can really do about it, bro. Like, I've fully come to terms with what hardcore is, and I still love it. But you know. Oh yeah, for for as much as I dog on it, I still listen to it. I still do, you know. I still do this. Um, yeah, I'm 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 a total hypocrite in in a lot of senses. Uh, but but it's just it's it's we it's, all are. it's it's nice to hear. It's nice to rep- hear consistently from people who go or are from overseas that that there is a place where the the musicians are actually a little more appreciated. And I've told I, I am 100 percent one of the crossed arm people in the crowd. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to act like I'm the, I'm the fucking saint over here for sure. But me too. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I look at it a little differently because I come from, I come from it. I, I look at it from a musician's perspective. So my crossed arm isn't, you know, really about how genuine the band is or their, how, what they're wearing or what equipment they're using. It's how did they fucking play? Yeah. If they fucking suck, I'm gonna watch one song and I'm gonna walk out. Right. You know. Yeah. If you can't grab my attention in thirty seconds, you shouldn't be a hardcore band. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, that's a fucking that's that's a fair enough point, and uh, you know, 
I think some people go for it with high energy and some people go for it with uh, just solid songwriting. And when they get older and they realize they can just do it with the songwriting and a little bit of that energy, then they get the right mix. But, you know, everybody's got to figure that shit out on their own. Totally. All right, so so you got you got a new record coming out with uh, These Streets, like we said. comes out August 21st. Um, what's, what's, is there something that's different about, about uh, Expect the Worst than your previous releases? Uh, yeah. Um, well, the thing about our record is uh, we took a long time making it. So that's probably like another lull, as I mentioned. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we were on Beat on Hardware, and, you know, it was just like me and, me and Tony, the owner, just couldn't quite agree on much. And the timing was just never right on either of our ends to finish it, you know? And so it just kind of got shelved for like over a year. Yeah. So it, I was able to just like really hunker down and make the best record possible. And there was like a drastic lineup change in the band as well. Um, so that made things a little tricky. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and we, I, we just kind of, you know, me, Fred, our guitarist, and Benny, the drummer, really just we're able to agree on a sound and just like go for it and really go balls to the wall as opposed to the last record, which was one of the situations where you booked out two weeks in a studio and had to get it done. Right. Right. You know, I, I, I engineered the majority of our record, So I was able to do it from the comfort of my own home on my own fucking time and my own dime. Nice. Well, how, how did you guys end up working with uh, upstate on this one? <clears throat> when, we got to the point where we had a release, you know, something to send out, send out. I put feelers out there and I got to talking with, uh, with, with, Tone, or with, with Mario and I don't know, me and him got, got along really well. Yeah. And when I work with someone, whether it be, merchandise or label or recording engineer videographer whatever whoever I'm working with I don't want to work with someone who's just looking for their their, their paycheck I want to work with someone who cares about the craft and values their, their their partner and you know wants to work with the with the band or work with the person based on their music and their merit um, as opposed to just like your band hyped right now fucking let's do it you know I want the person to care I want the person to give a shit about my band as much as I do because that's the only reason you should sign a band to your label of course and you know Mario's gonna have a problem here he's gonna have to stop being so fucking cool because he just keeps getting band after band and he's not gonna be able to keep up and I don't, I don't seriously mean that, but I mean, but Mario, but I could, but I'm saying I understand what you mean, because because Mario is such a cool guy and such a such a such an easy guy to work with, because he clearly does have, uh, he's got he's got his heart in the right place. Yeah. So so yeah, it's, so each time each time I hear, you know, he's got a new band. Uh, you know, he the, the thing that I appreciate about about Upstate and Mario in particular is that he does the work. I don't hear about it through a fucking publicist or through some other shit. I hear about it from him, uh, whether it's a direct message or uh, you know an email, whatever, a text. But it, you know, it comes from that guy, and that's 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 how I that's how I knew you you were working with him. You know, months in advance, he let me know, and uh, that's you're right. That's the type of person you want to be doing shit with. Yeah. So um so. So we, we, I don't. I guess uh, I don't know. Were you always intending to release this at this time, or did the the coronavirus thing fuck you up at all? Um, I'm not a baby. No, you're not. No, I didn't. I didn't take this coronavirus as like, oh my god, no. Yeah. You know, um, the way I see it is, you know, I'll preface this with saying. This is a year or two years later than when we wanted to put this record out. So there's no real good time for us. You know, the one thing I didn't want to do was not put it out because of people having to wear masks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and the way I see it is like, dude, we don't have fests. We don't have fucking shows. This is when we need music the most. 
there's no better time than to put this out. I agree. I could give a fuck about records. I could give a fuck about record sales or Spotify streams. I never have. You know, um, it's just I love my craft and I love doing what I do and I I love this band. You know, I just wanted to put this fucking record out, and we figured out a way to do it where there wasn't L's to be taken. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's why we like to have to do vinyl, shit like that. You know. And we just tried to make the release as worthwhile as possible. I mean, it's $6 to buy our CD, and it's a six-panel fold-out digipack, like a Slipknot CD. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we just tried to make it as good as humanly possible. We made the pre-orders fun, and I just, this time I tried not to take myself too seriously with it. Yeah, and I think it's... That's when it kind of like, that's that's where that question comes from. It's like, do you think this is the right time to put it out? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I totally, I, I, I totally agree. Are, some bands are holding their shit back for another year. I'm like, bro, why? Exactly. In your own fucking time, you're losing traction. Exactly. And when, and when everybody releases at one time, time, yeah, when everybody releases at one time, they're gonna have a problem too. When everybody's like, all right, now it's now it's time to get, to get our shit out, it's, they're gonna get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, touring's going to be a shit show, too. Yeah, yeah. That, those floodgates open up. It's going to be tough to get a date, and you're going to be oversaturating every market. It's going to be a weird thing. So that's, so that's why, like, you know, I, I do appreciate people like yourselves who are, who are saying, fuck it, we're putting out the records. Because I know at one point when this whole, this whole thing started, there was people who were just too late, to pull, too late to pull the plug. Now people can pull the plug or could have pulled the plug, and they haven't, and I appreciate that. Um, I'm listening to more music than ever. I'm buying more records than ever. Uh, I know I, I might be in the minority there, uh, you know, because I got I got the means because I haven't been affected. But, um, but it's but I, I fucking totally appreciate that bands are still putting out records. Um, and and if they're not, like I said, they're going to get lost. Um, but uh, but with with having said all that, when when you put this all out, since since the only since you can't like tour on it at the moment, um, what are you looking forward to about about putting about this officially being released? Uh, just just having it done. Right. Honestly. I mean, I've had it done, but, you know, I've had three different versions of this record now, mm-hmm. and it's just been a, a pain in my fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially when I, you know, trying to get it out on another label that just kind of refused to work with me. Yeah. On it. Um, so, just having it out is just a blessing to me. And especially having someone like Mario care about it as much as he does. And, you know, the way we strategically did this is just beautiful. And uh, it sort of uh, it sort of created a new process for me. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just excited to have it out and, and done and excited for people to hear it. Good and rightfully so. And like I've listened to it quite a few times. It's a very cool record, and it's got it's got a little bit of it's, you got you got a couple of different sounds going on there. Um, not a couple of different sounds. What what do I mean? A couple of different uh, like you know, it, it feels like there's a lot, there's a there's a few different influences coming from different directions. What what is when you started these streets? What was your intention? What did you, what did you want this band to sound like? Ah oh, man, that's such an odd question. Uh, it, it's not an odd question, but it's it's for me it is because I'm just like I have this thing, and people think I'm a fucking dickhead for saying it, but I genuinely like hate the process of being like of starting a band because yeah. it's like oh I want to sound like this band with this band and this band because that's really how it happens, you know? Right. And then your band becomes like not exactly what you wanted it to be and what you think it should be. Yeah. And with these streets, that's kind of what we did in the beginning. And from our first release, which is wiped off the existence of the earth, <laughs> I vehemently am against listening to hardcore when I'm in the writing process. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't do it. I wait till, like, I don't check out records, I don't check out other bands. I refuse to do it because I don't want to even cross that boundary and maybe catch, and you know, like, you subconsciously start thinking like that. I don't know. I'm weird about it. No, I get it. And I get it's it. Funny be- it's, it's funny because every time someone says we sound like someone, 
it's never the same answer, which is cool to me. Yeah. Because, like, bro, you start, I've heard the dumbest shit, dude. Like, I remember Tony Tops from fucking Fast Break. Yeah, Red Tops. He said we sounded like, he sounded like, he's like, you guys sound like Helmet. And I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck did you just say? I think Tony's on drugs. I don't even know if Tony does drugs, but, uh, yeah. Helmet? <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, okay. <laughs> but, um, there's always weird things like people I, I don't know it's I always get the twitching tongues thing but I also don't get I don't understand that because I don't I mean Colin sounds hella different for me and we don't write like super metal parts like that I yeah no, I, I never really got that comparison I mean but, may, maybe there's you know, a maybe there's a vocal part or two that possibly but you do it better but yeah no but I wouldn't I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't I don't know I but that's the thing I wouldn't I wouldn't know I wouldn't know who to say you sound like either, which is, seems dumb because like I'm, I'm I'm fucking way too familiar with this type of music, right? Like like I've heard you know jokingly, but I've heard every every hardcore band there is, you know, every uh, every heavy band I feel like I've listened to. But then, but then this is this is where it's a good thing. You guys are unique enough that I can't put my finger on who I think you sound like, which is I think usually what every band wants to be. Perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Well, <laughs> <laughs> because there, there, there's like the, the 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 you know the the obvious the obvious hardcore stuff. You got a little bit of a, a, a new metal thing in there. Not not a I don't people take that the wrong way when I say it, but like a, I mean that in a positive way. Um, but like just going by your age, you wouldn't be old enough to have been in the new metal thing, right? You would have you would have missed that. My first CD I ever owned was Hybrid Theory. Okay, still that's 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 towards the tail end, I think. And there's nothing. And fuck, I still got that CD somewhere around here. I had that one too. You know what I mean? I, I take no shame in that one. But yeah, uh, no, I I love new metal. Slipknot was my favorite band growing up. Yeah, that's no uh, problem there. Yeah, uh, but I never really got into like any of the non-massive new metal bands. I don't even fucking like Corn. Dude, I don't, I don't either, and I did, and that's that's the one that's like the one new metal band where I go back and I try to listen to, and like that I had CDs of, and I try to listen to them, and I don't hear anything likable. Like I don't, like I don't know. I think I was faking it when I thought I thought I was just supposed to like them, and I faked it, and now I try to listen, and it sucks, and it's weird because they were huge. Like I can, I can see why I liked Limp Bizkit. I can I can see why I love Three Dollar Bill, y'all. But I, I cannot see why I pretended to like Life is Peachy. Yeah, no, I, I can't get into fucking <laughs> corn at all. Like, I, I might get fucking roasted for saying this, but I think the Deftones are not a good band either. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they're good, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't love them the way people do, you know? I think they're a good band, but not, I, the, I, not the way people like them. Yeah, no, I, I cannot get behind that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I can see you get the new metal thing. Uh, I was very excited to put hip hop drums on the record. That was fun. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. But yeah, there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's so much going on in my head that the music's basically written for ADHD people. Um, <laughs> That's me. It's, it's like I don't, I don't like being uh, consistent with the sound. Which right. is probably a, a downfall because, I mean, you think of bands that literally make the same song 10 times over and it sells record after record, but I just don't believe in that. You know I mean, every every song I write like a, a painting and I wouldn't want every painting I make to be identical, you know? Yeah, but the whole, I think the whole, the, the, the best case scenario and uh, one of my favorite bands who I think does the, does the best job of it in hardcore, at least, is Wisdom and Chains, um, where you write, you write songs that all sound very different, but you sound like yourself on all those songs. You know, and I think it's something that you you, you do well with these streets. Hey man, thank you. Yeah. So um. So this record again comes out uh, August twenty first, August twenty first on uh, Upstate Records. Um, what's 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 best case scenario for you with this release is it just people checking it out and liking it i mean again li- limited expectations i imagine with what's going on now uh you know 
I never have expectations. Um, that way, I always exceed them. You know, right. I, mean, I, I don't have anything to <laughs> set the bar low. Um, I can't tour on this record. I can't. We can't even fucking play a record release show. Right. You know, I don't expect it to have. I don't expect any band that puts out a release right now to like really feel the satisfaction and the closure behind releasing a record right. that you normally would get. Yeah. You know, I'm excited to see the, the response, you know, cause it's going to be out in a week and a half or whatever. And all I care about is that the people who fuck with it, fuck with it. You know, um, there's nothing really to lose here. I do it for the love, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, <clears throat> if I did it for money, I'd quit a long time ago. <laughs> I'd advise you to quit a long, you know, if, if, if anybody's doing hardcore yeah. for the money outside of a very select few, I'd advise you to quit. But, um, but so the, you sat on the, we'll wrap this up here in a minute, but you sat on these songs, like you said, for quite a while. Is there, um, is there any, uh, do, do, is there any message behind this or maybe things that got, that you, you were going for that, I don't know, that you maybe don't feel, feel as strongly about now that maybe lyrically you're attacking on this record? I could say that the uh, well, the, the the record's mainly about. I mean, every V Street's record ever has been has had a strong focus on your mental health or okay. anybody's mental health. Yeah, um, I've had more than a couple friends commit suicide. Um, yeah, one here. being the vocalist of the band that we had before this, and you know that really fucked me and my homies up. You know. Um, and so I've always had a really strong focus on mental health. And, you know, there's bands who write about political shit. There's yeah. bands who write about being tough. And there's bands who write about <clears throat> everything going on outside of them. And there's, you know, there's, there's, there's kind of like a stigma about people who use the lyrics, I or you. You know what I mean? It's like making it interpersonal, making it directly about yourself. And I, I write things like that, but it's never really directly about myself. Right. Um, it's, it's typically a reflection. It's me reflecting, you know, and it's, it's always been that way. And so I wouldn't say that there's nothing, I, there's things I don't agree with about it. I would say there's things I've grown from. Yeah. With this, as soon as the song was tracked, that part of my life is concrete and I can't, take it back but i can grow from it you know um i'm in a better place than i was when i wrote some of the lyrics that's for sure yeah <laughs> but uh that's the point of it when i die there's going to be a plethora of records that was my actual diary right that there are people who relate to and people who fuck with it and get it and feel it so that's the coolest part in the world to me well, that's now the coolest part yeah. about these streets to me because I didn't know I didn't know any of that stuff. And sorry if I just cut you off there, um, but I didn't know any. Of it. That's what that's what was happening on this record, or with the band in general, with you, with the way you write, and uh, and I and I do truly appreciate that because I, I I too have uh, lost a lot of friends the same way, particularly one. Um, well, well, fuck! I did a whole podcast about him on here, my man Jay Money, who was in Lifeless uh, over you know in the last year, and uh, and that like as. as uh, and it's weird to say a name, you know, but while we're having a conversation like this, but to, but I don't know, like I, I was one of those things where I thought as as we get older, these things get easier to deal with, but it's it's not happening that way. It seems like the more it happens, the older you get, and it's still a problem. It's it's it gets worse, you know, and uh, so I so I think it's very cool that that's 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 what you're writing about. You're writing about mental health. Cause we all know it's fucking important. People say it, but I don't know. I don't think people really, really do embrace it. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that. That's what, that's what you're about with this. Yeah. I mean, I don't come from some super big urban city or some fucking, you know, cookie cutter, City, you know, and I come from literally a shitty fucking place right. that's ridden with meth and fucking 
bad people and you know like it's it's terrible and people fucking hate their lives out here you know people spend their entire life trying to get out of their city yeah and <clears throat> there's a lot of like there's a lot of um there's a lot of people overlooking mental health when it comes to things people want to be like mental health awareness mental health everyone needs to check in on your fucking homies you know what I mean? But they could give a fuck if some rando dies. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, it's hard for me to see humility in people when they take themselves and, and everything around them so serious that they forget about things like that. You know? <clears throat> um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough thing to talk about. And no one likes talking about it. And it's what I fucking like talking about. I talk about it with everyone. I've had two friends hang themselves like I don't want that for anybody yeah yeah and and I'd like to be the person if possible that helps someone you know even if it's just one person ever mission accomplished yeah I hear you and and, and look and I know that's a I know that's a that's like a very cliche thing to say, but it's so. But it's but it's valid. It's totally valid, and 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 I think that's it's that's a reason enough to continue doing what you're trying to do with these streets, or not even you not even with these streets, just just what you're trying to do, and that's that's that 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 yeah, that's you don't you don't need any other justification for the for why you do a band other than that. That's it. It's more it's more than most people have, you know. Um, yeah, if it, it was for hardcore, I'd be. Fuck dead, right? I don't. I don't know dead in a street gang. I don't know doing bad shit. Uh, that that this music saved my life. Being able to just like cut when I was eighteen and like steal from gas stations and play music. Yeah, and then end up in like fucking Europe on a bus, bro. Like shit saved my life. Well, good, and I hope it and keeps. If, I hope it keeps if, doing it. And if my dumb ass can do it, anybody can do it. I promise. <laughs> Well, good. Hey, well, the, fucking uh, let's 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 end on that, Cameron. And uh, and yeah. I want I want to tell you again that that expect the worst is a cool record, and I'm uh, I'm excited for you to have other people hear it because I know that's that's really all we can hope for right now, right? So uh, so good work on it. Um, Upstate Records, August twenty first. Uh, do you want to tell people where they can find uh, these streets online? Yeah, what up? It's Cameron these streets. You gonna find us? It's these streets fucking hc or whatever the fuck you can find it just type it in on your search bar these streets it'll come up i promise <laughs> uh shout out this motherfucker podcast shout out upstate records shout out spirit world that's the only band that matters oh Stu was just on last week love that motherfucker hey, that's my boy dude oh i love him too he's the man but yeah all right all right all right cam good talking all right you have a good day though you too later
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Cam of These Streets. That record, Expect the Worst, is out now on Upstate Records. As you could, as you might have heard in that interview, that was recorded a few weeks ago. So the timeline might be off a little bit there, but you get the point. It's out now on Upstate Records. You can bo- you can go listen to it anywhere on the internet that you please. Uh, you can buy the CD uh, through Upstate Records NY.net, I believe, or .com, I believe, is the website. I think also through Cold Cuts. Um, if you if you don't know what Cold Cuts is and you're a fan of uh, hardcore music or heavy music in general, um, you should really look into that too. Cold Cuts, like I mean, I think you would know who they are by now, but uh, it's a it's a merch company, distribution company. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of it's it's a it's a it's a business run by a hardcore dude. How about that? Uh, catering to hardcore dudes and dudettes and uh, and and more, not just hardcore. Uh, go check it out. That was a really long winded, uh, awful way to say that you should go check out Cold Cuts. But go check out Cold Cuts. <laughs> All right, you got it. That song there at the end that was irreversible. Uh, did I say that word right? Irreversible. It's irregardless. It's not a word. Irreversible is a word, and it's the name of the song. Um, from the streets on their record expect the worst out now via upstate records man i really butcher this shit sometimes but that's okay i'm all right with that so this is another week where i'm going to tell you that eventually getting it out.net is coming i I don't know what to tell you i'm thinking this month i'm pretty sure um but you know it'll be there um, I want you to uh, go to the Insta- Instagram page at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. Follow that. Um, share some posts. I don't know why. Why not? Just just go ahead. I don't do a whole lot there, but you can uh, you can help me out. Uh, Facebook dot Facebook slash getting it out podcast. That's a place you can go. Follow that. Like it. Whatever. I don't. You know. It, it tells me that people like it and people follow it, and I don't know what the difference is. So if you can do one of those things, I guess that's helpful. I don't know. I don't even know why that would help me, but. Whatever, it's good to know. It's good to see. And then there's uh, at Getting It Out Pod on Twitter. You can use that. I don't. It just links up to the other shit. But uh, yeah, if you want to shout out on anything, please go rate review on um, whatever podcast listening service you use. This is, and I, I mentioned this from from time to time on here. That's that's like the <laughs> the most impossible request. And I'm starting to uh, appreciate every little rating. And every little mention, if someone writes a review for the podcast, it is amazing. It blows my mind that somebody took that much time because these things are fucking rare. I'm telling you. And you know, you know how I can, uh, how how I can uh, sympathize. I've never done it either. I never wrote a review for anybody else's podcast. So the fact that I'm asking you to do it for mine, I really got some gall, I guess. But that's okay. Um, I'm going to end this with another Upstate Records song. This one, though, is by Iron Price. It's called Pig. And uh, Iron Price is one of the few bands who have been featured here twice. Two episodes of uh, Getting It Out podcast. Dennis has been on twice um, for two various, two, two different reasons, I should say. And um, that's all right because we talked about Iron Price. Then we're going to talk about Iron Price right now. Their, their album that came out last year, Big Coffin Hunters, is being uh, reissued. Or I guess it's not a reissue because it's the first time it's being pressed onto vinyl for the first time and upstate records is putting that out of course um that's something i know that i gotta get because i really do enjoy that record um and this song pig is on it and uh, i really enjoy this song too i enjoy these people and all these great things about iron price right so let's let's just stop saying nice things about them because we're going to run out eventually it might be sooner than later um depends how well you know them um but uh yeah here, here's pig from iron price Check out their uh, their re-release. Re-release? Is it what is it? Is it a re-release? Come on, somebody stop me! Big Coffin Hunters is coming out on vinyl. Go buy it from Upstate Records. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Walk out every
means and services. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.